forever. Dog. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm not going to lie to y'all, okay? I, I want to go to Africa right now. Um, you, you've been there, right? Yeah, but the thing is, I felt like I went... I will be you... honest. I went to Johannesburg and I went to um, Cape Town. Yeah. And I know everyone always says, don't go to Johannesburg. It's not safe. But it felt like the... It felt super safe because it felt like... It felt like the city was run by black people. You know what I'm saying? That's where Mandela lived. But yeah. then if you went to Cape Town... That was a city that was still run by like Africans, like the white folk. And so it felt one definitely, I guess, was more touristy, but the but Johannesburg, like they always looked out for you. Like they're yeah. like, hey man, don't hold your phone on this block because they may try to steal your shit. <laughs> like they would straight up be like, like memorize the Uber and then like put your phone away and just hang and you're good. But it felt black and beautiful. And I just I'm ready to go back now. Yeah. I'm ready to go. I know, I know. Rachel, you've been too, right? Yeah, I went to Ghana, and this is just this same feelings. It's been making me want to go back. It's making me want to dance more, eat better, like yes, all of those things. Get my skin clean and popping, like <laughs> I know. Sashir, have you ever been to Africa? I to haven't. I haven't yet. No, I want to go. Um, dying to go. Girls trip. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I've been to Ethiopia and Kenya. And my birth father's from Kenya. Oh, my gosh. Kenya? At a short labor in Kenya. It's so, so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I want, yeah. I mean that's what, I mean, this is my thing. I, I will say this. When I went, the big thing that a lot of the, the Africans kept saying is that tell tell the other blacks to come back. That's every Uber, mm-hmm. every guy, like, tell them to come back. Everyone thinks. Wow. One guy said, and it made me so sad. I think James with me when he said it. Excuse me. He goes, everyone thinks we're, like, uncivilized. He's like, we're fun. Just yeah. come back. Like, we want to see you guys. And it just wow. felt, it was so nice, but it felt so sad because I always did think of, like, a beef between, like, African-Americans and Africans. Whereas, like, over there, they're like, yo, come back, hang. Like, truly, let yeah. us show you around. And it happened so often. I lost my phone one night. The whole hotel stayed up. Like, they spent hours looking for my phone, sending what? someone to go find the driver because mm. they had never been, like, a young African-American staying in the hotel. Yeah, I had the same love. They they were so good to us. So wow. I'm excited that we were there. I think it was just dope for, like, yeah, Africans to see African-Americans. And, like, I think it's also what's, we'll review this later, but how beautiful Black is King is just seeing those two come together. Um, oh, man. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I love that. Right. Black is beautiful and Black is King. <laughs> you got it, Gerard. You got it. Rachel. Rachel really set Not you up even, for that I one. I was doing that. She really <laughs> set you up. I'm sorry, Tessa. No, you, Scotty Pippen. That was I good. Know. Yes, the you oop. Scotty Pippen. The oop. The oop. <laughs> see, see, Tessa, you can tell John that it can happen very organically. You know, it doesn't have to be like forced in. Title on them, you forced know? in. I know. I was like, okay, where are we? Are we gonna bring up queens? Are we gonna be like? <laughs> we gonna? Are we? Gonna, how are we gonna reference Black King? Rachel just said it. I love it. <laughs> no, this. it's good. It's good. No, it was no, great. no, that's efficient. That's efficient. Let's do it. <laughs> Anna, let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan. What more can I say? Black actors, man. Black actors. All right, all right. 
What up, folks? Welcome to Black Men and Women Can't Jump in Hollywood. Woo-hoo! What up, folks? Let's really start the show now with Tessa Claire Hurst starting the show. That was just a distraction for you. <laughs> Welcome to the show that is led and run by women. And we have a guest here, Jerome Milligan, with us from another podcast that is does not have representation in it because it's all just black men talking. But now here we are, a podcast being run by the queens we have here. Your host and leader, Tessa Hirsch, <laughs> welcoming you. We have some beautiful queens who have joined us. Please introduce yourself. We have Sashir Zameda. Woohoo! And another queen. Yes. And we're pitying the lesser's gender and giving them the opportunity to be a part of our creation here with because representation is matters and we have our token guest. I feel like my introduction just went. It just, the energy was so high. It just slowly went down. Uh, I'm Gerard Milligan. Yeah, we got that. He's also here. <laughs> I know, what makes this funny is before we recorded this, before Tessa came into the room, we had a lengthy discussion about like how long was it going to take Tessa to shave, <laughs> and not, and it was instant. It was an instant shade. It was, was like it shade? I don't know. I didn't catch that. Immediately didn't it went down. Shade per se. <laughs> oh my goodness! It happened immediately. This is great. Well, you know what? I'm gonna hold back. You what? I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just rock out. I'm gonna just wait. So. Ladies, okay. as you were, you know, my bad. <laughs> um, today, we, as our as our graceful, efficient, and not corny introduction transition led to, we are here um, to discuss Black is King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Black is King. <laughs> All that, that part. Because it is a film. Mm-hmm. Because it... It's a film by Beyonce. It's a film by Beyonce. It's a film. She directed it. She produced it. She, I mean, she damn near did everything. The musical d- director, like, this is, like, her film. She's got 22 wardrobe changes. Which is uh, more than that. Plus she had 20 styles. Yeah. I mean... Those all had to be wigs, right? They couldn't have been rebraiding her hair so many times. No, I, mean, I think she. I think she grew her hair out for the latter one. Oh, I'm gonna say the latter weave situation. Like, that thing is the <laughs> those yeah, that ladder. Oh my god, it looked amazing. That's her like, true hair. Whew, yeah, that's it all her a hair. Year, a year's <laughs> worth of hairstyles. So yeah, anything is possible. Yeah. Also, the yeah. one thing I would say about Beyonce that's so respectful is that this is a black woman. This is on Disney Plus. Like mm-hmm. Disney mm-hmm. is not. Whatever you want to say, Disney is not the place you go to to watch a lot of black art. So the fact that this Blackest King is the headliner on Disney right now is so wild. Like their two biggest things have been uh, Beyonce Hamilton. and then Hamilton. Yeah. So it's like yeah. the two yeah. diverse things are like the biggest thing on Disney Plus. I love that. I do too. Oh, and then um, uh, uh, Mandalorian. Like um, that actor is also um, a person of color. So it's like. Their top three grossing things are literally going through the spectrum of, of color. And it's like, I mean, what more proof do they need? 
that mm-hmm. black is king. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love this. So this was the like, I guess, visual album of the mo- movie soundtrack for Lion King. Mm-mm-mm. Were you tracking the story as the film was going on? Yeah. Yeah, I was I, trying to be like, okay, I guess that's Nala, and this is the <laughs> elephant graveyard, and <laughs> I was just trying to like piece all of it together, which yeah, is fun. I thought it was really fun. I kind of lost it when we got to like uh, Brown Skin Girl. I was yeah. like, I feel like we like veered away from the story a little bit and just went to like the true essence of the gift that she was giving us. Mm-hmm. But before there were a couple that, times where it's like, and this is a nice song. Yeah. <laughs> and this is no longer the story. This is now just a good song for you to enjoy. <laughs> and then back to the story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I think the cool thing about this is that you get to see so many different shades of black, which yeah. I think mm-hmm. as, you know, a person who works in front of behind the scenes, like we get to see so many, look, whatever you want to call it. Like when you look at Hollywood, there's usually a certain type of black you get to see. But the fact that like, we're, we're rewatching it right now as we talk on the podcast and like this black boy is, is going into his warehouse and he's very mm-hmm. dark skinned. Whereas like another kid in this scene is fair skinned. And it's, and it's so beautiful because mm-hmm. in this movie, we don't worry about like the distinction between the colors or where people are from. It's just that like black as a whole is beautiful. And I think mm-hmm. that is so cool to see. I mean, even this dude who's, he sings a song about being a snake. You know what I mean? And like how the snakes don't run, the snakes don't swim with monkeys. monkeys. Yeah. Like he doesn't run with lions. He's like, nah, I'm cool mm-hmm. being this thing that a lot of people say is not good. Mm-hmm. And he owns it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even going back to like the Lion King of it all, Disney's not like foreign for making films about a bigger picture, but for kids, right? So yeah. I think it's so dope that Beyonce used, sure, Lion King, and we got to follow that Lion King story, but really it became about a bigger story and a bigger purpose, which is this young black king, this young black kid, you know, finding his way. So like, good for her for being like, cool, Deontay, or um, Disney, I'll take a, you know, take your your story, but make it bigger and better for my people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, also, mean, I felt like Simba, like on a thousand, <laughs> watching it. <laughs> I feel like that was the intention. First of all, I do think Disney should change their name to Deonce. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. <laughs> I think that that is exactly. And then just give her the company. I mean, yeah. it just makes sense. Yeah. I think that that would be a great job <laughs> choice. But like, yeah, I think that that's the kind of thing that I feel like Beyonce does. That's just so insane. It's just like elevating everything, and everything is an opportunity mm-hmm. to elevate and elevate and like get this like larger perspective like like Lion King the actual movie like wasn't that successful right is that, the, the, I don't the, know the live action one it made a lot of money but a lot oh. of people didn't necessarily like it because you didn't need to remake the Lion King also they didn't really do anything there weren't like they didn't do anything I think it was one new song or something like that and then also it was kind of tough because you kind of could tell that Beyonce and Donald Glover weren't in the same room when they were singing <laughs> together wow. so it was like it felt it felt a little like different. Edited together. Yeah. yeah. It felt a little different. Yeah, I mean also just I I don't like this this trend of like live action animal movies. It's weird. I don't want to yeah. see little too real. <laughs> cubs moving their <laughs> lips. Oh, be like, scary. hello. Scary. <laughs> it's weird. Scary. When it's not the, satisfying. There was a I think there were two jungle book movies like in the last mm-hmm. few years, but mm-hmm. the first one I saw the trailer. And it was just like Mowgli running through the jungle with like surrounded by wolves and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there were no words. There was no dialogue in the trailer. And I was like, oh my 
God, this is this is awesome. I want I want to see what this would what a live action yeah. Jungle Book would be with animals, and it's like kind of a silent film. And then I saw, and I guess that was the only trailer I saw because then I went to see the movie, and then the wolf was like Mowgli, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. weird. <laughs> also, you don't want to see like it's hard because. Uh, Mufasa dies, oh, right? And yeah, I remember like gosh. being young and being very traumatic. And that's wow, a cartoon. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Toy Story 3 live action? Yeah, man, I don't want to see Like this. in the fire? Okay, I'm It's sad. Yeah. Like Mufasa dies in this movie. Yes, Tessa, you're right. Spoiler for, for Lion King. <laughs> if you haven't seen it in the last 20 years, 20 years. or whatever it came out. <laughs> you see Tessa looking at me with a straight face? Okay, spoiler. spoiler. I realize Tessa's not, me and Nak will be on the same page this whole, this whole podcast. No matter what I say or do. We're not. Well, you don't need this. Also, what I think is really cool about Beyonce doing this with Disney is Disney, maybe not now, depending on who you speak to, but like Disney is, they have a history of racism, like Song of the South. If Mm -hmm. you watch Dumbo, Mm -hmm. the singing Jim Crow's in Dumbo, like they have been notoriously racist. The fact that like we didn't get a black led animated feature until they stopped doing animation. Like Princess and the Frog came out years after Disney stopped just normal animation. They're like, oh yeah, Yeah. we give y'all this one. I was like, oh God. But yeah, and they went to Africa, but they made them all animals. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like, we'll go there, but you're not going to see the people. (laughs) (laughs) God. And now, I mean, I don't know. I just saw a trailer for, I didn't mean to shade Disney. I don't know why this is happening, but I just saw the trailer for, they have a new Pixar movie. uh, Oh, Jamie Foxx? Is that it? Yeah. Where he turns into a bird or something? Yeah. No, I think he dies in the trailer. Yes. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, he dies, and then it's his spirit, his soul, or something. Oh, yeah. I was like, I love that it's like spiritual, like that. But I'm like, my man, the first, the first black dude to lead a Pixar movie dies in the trailer, and he's like like a blue blob. My man dies, and that's my point. Is like, Princess and the Frog is about a black woman, but for most of the movie, she's a frog. Jimmy Fox, a black dude, finally gets a movie, and he's a blue dot. So yeah. like we don't get to see yeah. black people do yeah. the so thing consistently. Yeah, right. that's the whole movie, which so I think is, which is what, I think what you were saying before, Gerard, that like that it's just so nice to see so many different shades of black. Like, mm-hmm. but it's just so I there, there really is something nourishing to me about seeing so many black people on mm-hmm. screen, yeah. especially black bodies that are not experiencing violence and yeah. and that are not. Um, set up for us to fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Completely. It's, it's really radical still. Yeah. Can I ask y'all a question? Like, I just thought about it watching this. It's like, we always have a hard time on Black Men Can't Jump deciding who can tell what story, mm. right? And I and right now, especially, especially right now in media, there is a lot of talk about not just supporting Black lives, but supporting Black women and then Black men's responsibility to that to a great extent, Right. And so I'm looking at this movie. It's called Black is King. It's dedicated to her son and daughters, but it's dedicated to her son. It's how can, and maybe this is wrong to ask this question, but like how can a black man like dedicate a movie if it's about a black woman with, I guess like not taking away her story? Because I think sometimes the fear is like, I don't want to make a movie that's about black women and not just have a black woman direct it because it feels like, that is maybe tainting the message or 
and you taking mean away the opportunity. To... Just because like Beyonce did this movie is dedicated to her son, but it's so cool that like Beyonce made a movie dedicated to her son. Whereas I'm like, I don't want to dedicate a movie to like, you know, we have a daughter and like someone's like, well, a black woman should have directed it. Now you're taking her voice, a story away. Is it? Is I don't that, think the I dedication. Yeah, I don't think the dedication matters. I think if it's like you're making like the Serena Williams story or something like that, it's like mm. maybe a woman should direct that. Mm-hmm. Right. But gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. if you're just like, I made a thing that's you know my pride and joy, and it's my work, and I wanted mm. to come to my daughter. Yeah, go for it. But yeah, or if it's also the perspective of like I'm making a story to to represent the love of a black father to their black daughter, like that is your story. Like that, mm-hmm. that is your story to tell is, is to represent like the love of a black father to a black daughter and to dedicate it. Like yeah. that. Yeah, I agree. I agree with both of you ladies. And I think it's just like a gift to her son and she birthed this whole kid. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, that son just so happened to have Beyonce as like his mom. So this is the perfect kind of gift from his mom to give her to give him, um, and obviously the dad was featured in it. And I think it's like even beyond his the son, dad, Jay Z. Oh yeah, the, the dad, Jay-Z. the dad, the dad, the, the baby dad. daddy was there. Yeah, the daddy was there. You know, he came through. He was cute, nice suit. Um, and like I think it's it's yes, a dedication to to her son, sir, but also to like black people in general, black men in general, especially during this time in 2020. To your point, Tessa, where we're seeing our bodies being violated constantly, and we just need a moment of beauty and celebration and black joy so i mean i love that beyonce did it but i could also just be like well it's beyonce so yeah she can do i it, know but. i actually couldn't stop talking about that after <laughs> it ended because my man and i watched it and i was like dedicated to her son she has three kids what's why is it only dedicated to one also we were talking <laughs> about twins. women the whole time and they're twins yeah yeah it's very <laughs> i don't it could it could have even been dedicated to my newborns like to yeah. my twins or all my, I don't know. I'm. It was you. We had the same discussion, and not only that, sure, but like it, it says dedicated to my son, and then under it is dedicated to the sons and daughters. I was like, why not just dedicated to the twins? Your like, sons you, and daughters. Like you literally have son and daughters. In it. it was a discussion. This is a factual statement. Um, yeah, but. I, I yeah, like I get it, and like, and I, 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 I definitely like, yeah, both sides. It's like, hold on, you know, you got three whole kids and two of which are a set of twins. Um, interesting, but, <laughs> but, but, like, I'm sure there was some value and special messaging for her one boy. Um, and maybe she just wanted. Maybe to, he was sick or something we don't know about, or <laughs> I think, or maybe it was I, like following the Lion King of it all, like yeah, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. To exactly. take yeah. the throne or yeah. whatever. But then yeah. it's also like. The girls mm-hmm. can take the throne too. Also, we we all know that Blue's gonna be taking that throne. Yes! <laughs> oh, Blue, good pivot, was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I screamed every time she was on screen. I love her. Yeah. When She's, she was singing, I was just like, yes. Yeah. She's so, so powerful. Proud of her. I think she is so powerful. I think she's a really big deal. And I don't mean to like impose that upon her because like what a burden to be yeah. like yeah. the like, you know heiress of such you know royalty but i agree Sushita, and i feel like the the like null like the simba story you know and then she's like this is my simba like my son is my simba yeah. but also i think that it's like she's i think that there is an an acknowledgement that like we're dealing like we need to lift black men up and celebrate and love and mm-hmm. like remind the black men of their royalty and their and their power because there's like mm-hmm. literally I mean it's coming 
she started this at the end of 2019, like, and filmed most of it then. Like, this yeah. is in time I mean, yes, we're talking about black men. But also black women are going through the exact same thing. So it's like, why not say you all are kings? You all have yeah. the crown. You all have this capability to, like, be raised and praised yeah. the same way. I don't which, know. Is what I, which is what I got when watching it. And then at the end, I was like, oh. <laughs> yes, yes. I, like, I felt so yeah. good the whole time. I was like, women are getting love, and then there's men at the helm of the story. So yes. I, f- I felt it felt yeah. balanced, yeah. and then it was dedicated to. But do you son? Do you yeah. think that the dedication takes away from the whole like gifted messaging of the whole piece? Because I just feel like yes, like a thousand percent, like black women, black men, like we are kings and queens. We are royalty, period, and deserve our own pieces. And so personally, I don't really want an. Yeah, in some cases, I want like all you, we all matter. But then there are moments where I just want black women to matter right now. Like I want a piece just for them. I just want a piece for black women. I just want a piece for black trans. Like I don't want to be cupped in like one thing all the time. I think we each deserve like a special piece um, of like acknowledgement of, of art in this case. So I, I saw all of black uh, lives or like black um, men and women being celebrated in this piece. And at the end, sure, the dedication was like, oh, uh-huh, you know, but it didn't yeah. take away from the gift that I got. Like, I still think like the dedication versus the messaging are kind of separate um, for me, at least. But I but I do totally yeah. see where you ladies are coming from. Yeah. I mean, all that I still felt all of that throughout the whole film. I still felt like uplifted mm-hmm. and like. Like, this was for me. But right. it's just weird that that was the last thing we saw before right. the credits. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the credits, I speaking of the credits, I just, like, tried to go on, like, Wikipedia. I don't know if you guys have done any reading. I didn't do any um, to, like, do the, some of the research. But, like, I kind of wish that the credits were, like, a hyperlink to everything because I feel <laughs> yeah. like there was so many, like, South African celebrities, Nigerian celebrities, Mm -hmm. musicians, and like import, you know, or even if they just had their picture next to their name to be like, oh, okay, that's who's saying that song. Mm -hmm. That's who was rapping here. Like, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. But what's cool is now their Google searches went up, right? So, like, I'm sure all the names that we're searching, like, I think it's dope that she hired both on and on air and behind the scenes talent from all over, right? Like mm-hmm. Nigeria, South Africa, Ghana, UK, the US, like shout out Tara Wack from Philly. Like she was yeah. just, I just think it was so dope. But yeah, you're, yeah, I wish I could easily have had just like complex says, here's all the names you're probably searching. That could be. Yeah. I think someone <laughs> did, nice. I think I did see an article. Okay. Someone, someone, at least for the artists, because the people I'm very fascinated with is like, if you looked at the end, Beyonce definitely directed it, but then she had a main co-director yeah. And she had mm-hmm. 10 other directors and a few other co-directors. And I'm like, well, I wonder if all of those um, additional directors are mm-hmm. from some of these places. Like, maybe some of them are South African directors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that would be so mm-hmm. cool. They because are. They eat- oh, they are? Yeah, there was this one guy. He was just like this kid who tweeted out, I'm so proud to be South African today because of, like, he, oh. and he shouted out, yeah, the four people that were featured, whether it was a fashion designer, a director, a DP, whatever, um, an artist from his from his area. And he was just like, because of this film, like, this is like, I'm so proud. And I think that's also like, that came out of this film that I felt so proud to not only be black American, but identify with African ancestry. Because I think a lot of people, yeah. you know, Tessie, you've got a Kenya background, I've got a like Jamaican background. And I felt like growing up, am I Jamaican American? Am I different? Am I black American? But this piece is like, now nah, you're all that plus more queen. Like you're like, this is, you can celebrate it all. It's like a great package. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I feel the, like the, yeah. sorry, drug. What were you going to say? No, I said, no, I was supposed to say, it, it is something where I think, we live in a world where 
I, I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like it is a responsibility of some of the uh, black artists to do what kind of what Beyonce is doing. I think it is something like if you achieve a certain level because it is so hard for black artists to make it, if you will. Because again, like if you're a black woman in Hollywood, my God, you went through a lot. If you're a black dude in Hollywood, if you didn't go to like Yale or if you're not like, you know, one of the ones they deem special, it's like it was very difficult, which means the people behind you will also have a difficulty. So to look at this and know that a lot of these designers are black, which they probably weren't famous until this came out. You know, I remember like when Michelle Obama first started having, when she first got to the White House, she made it very adamant that she wanted people of color to design her clothes. It was just like, it was a mandate. And now people of color can do certain things because they designed for Beyonce or yeah. for Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way we can like yeah. push um, each other up. It's, it's interesting because I think it's, I get like hesitant when you say responsibility because I really want to give, I feel like there's like this burden of like, um, I think that there's a burden of like people of color, black people rising up and having success and feeling, having to be like, be responsible for like rising up the rest of the community. And I think that that's a pretty huge burden. And I um, like really, if I think that there's something radical and just rising up being your creative brilliant genius self and celebrating and enjoying the world and your successes like i, I think that there's a there's a radical it's a radical act and very freeing to do that but at the same time it's such a huge power you know yeah. that you the opportunity so i don't want to say it's a responsibility but i do think that it's such a gift when people yeah. do that like i think beyonce is gifting us um and I feel like she's also like, I want to believe that she's on a very genuine journey herself of mm-hmm. looking, seeing her role in the world and understanding that like she's part of a larger story of like ancestral like guidance and mm-hmm. that like there's a, it is time to like connect black people all over the globe to their ancestry and feel the power of this and like. The, I feel like that's a very genuine wish for her because of where she is on her own like life journey. Yes. And, and therefore she's gifting it. But if somebody else is just killing it in the world and isn't feeling that journey, like I'm also going to celebrate that black person as well. I don't think they're failing. It does feel. Yeah. I guess you don't want to put like the weight of the whole race on anyone's shoulders. But it uh, it is just nice. It is just nice if they do help because it's like they got there because someone else also worked really, really hard. You know, maybe they were brought up by another person of color or just another person of color broke through a barrier and now they can Mm -hmm. be in that space. But if you make it easier for other people, it's just nice because it's... It's hard for some people to break through. And if you can open a door for someone so they can now create space for other people, yeah. why not? Why not? Because yeah. it's also like sometimes it's not that hard. Sometimes all you have to do is say, I would prefer to have a black hair and makeup team. Yes. And then that is what you get. Or like, I would prefer if this director was black because mm-hmm. I'm black and I'm telling a black story. And you know, and it's like, it. it's not... 
it sometimes I think people think it's really hard, but it's not. <laughs> also because yeah. there's so much talent waiting to be exactly. chosen, waiting yes. to be plucked, waiting to be seen. And all you have to do is just like divert yeah. your focus a little bit and make the effort because there's a lot of people who would not make the effort to find these kind of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it hard. Year. There's like a... Oh, yeah, yeah. I was saying I completely hear that. And like, it is unfortunate that sometimes we feel that way that like we have to and we don't want to always have to be that person. But the thing is, sometimes we do. And like for yeah. me, as much as like, you know, Tessa, I get you're like, oh, this, this could be a burden. Like why? This is a big responsibility and to see it more as a gift. But personally, I do see it as a responsibility until it becomes a gift. And so like until it's like, like there's no, yeah, like mm-hmm. I'm completely responsible for like hiring my black APs, right? For hiring a black female AP. For if I have to cast talent, I want them to be black, like period, right? And if and if not, then brown someone else that needs that in way. Because that way now, eventually, once more people do that, to your point, just saying something like, I would prefer a black uh, hairstylist actually um, and clearly. And the more you do and that, obviously, less, yeah, and obviously, <laughs> <laughs> please, you know. But it's um, like not obvious to some people. No. Some people yeah, are like, it, yeah. well, they do hair. Oh, they yeah, invite you too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then and then eventually you don't have to have that quote unquote responsibility because more people will be in the doors and they'll be doing that too. Like we're not an even playing field. Like we're not even when it comes to numbers, both on gender and racial standpoints, especially in our industry. So I think it, it unfortunately has to become a very, and fortunate and unfortunate, depends, you know, and how strenuous it could be uh, to have that social and conscious responsibility. Um, I'm okay. I'm okay with it right now. I, what the annoying part is, if, if you're constantly fighting and defending for this person. Yeah. Meanwhile, you've hired, you know, Dan, who's directed once, and you love him because he's white and cozy, and like you go to dinner with him. Like that's not. I don't want that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'd rather this person who's had so many projects, but maybe they're not at your level. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyhow, yeah. So I'm all about the response. But yeah, I do think Beyonce's making a concerted effort to throw everything in our face. I rewatched Homecoming the other night because I was like sewing or like doing something that I was like, I don't have to pay attention. So I'll just throw something on. And I was like, why did I think I could just throw (laughs) Beyonce on and not focus on just Beyonce? Like, I was like, well, this is now what I'm focusing on for two hours. And, and it's amazing because it's it's just, it's the Coachella performance and you're just watching the performance, but you're also getting a history on historically black colleges. And she's talking about how important it is for her to put it on a platform like this. And it is, Mm -hmm. you know, coaches, Coachella's like flower crowns and white girls. But not Beachella. It's appropriation. Not Beachella, no. She was like, you are going to learn today and you're going to have fun and you're going to have this black ass band behind me and you're going to... Rock out with me in a way that you wouldn't because you're not going to go visit a historically black college, but I'm bringing it to you. And and she hires, like, literally, like, we've had friends who are her dancers who were like, oh, my gosh, I know that person. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's just such a cool connection to see just everyday, talented, dope black people, like, rocking with Beyonce. One of my friends, they have a, a, what do they call her? A A bay baby. Like, one of my friends, she's a dancer. Her husband is a Beyonce dancer, fell in love, got married, <gasps> had a just had a baby. And she's in this I video. A whole baby. I think I saw oh both of them gosh. in this video. Um, she's in this video. If you watch, uh, it was in Homecoming. I have this one scene with like a um there's like this dude who's like scrawny with dreads and an angel. He like that's the husband. And it's funny because both dancers got married, yeah. had a baby, and then she this was her first thing back from her pregnancy. So like she bounced back after the pregnancy, did a Beyonce video, 
My other friend was with Beyonce. Speaking, they both had the same thing. Speaking wow. of pregnancy and like dancers, yes. the amount of pregnant dancers yes. were so yes. beautiful. Yeah, yes, that's nice. like, yes, pregnant and that's dancers? And, yes, like yes. A lot yes. Of like pregnant women, like a lot. The women, there was like it. there was like two pregnant women in the blue de- outfits in the desert. Yes, and that, the that were dancing. Paint. Yes, and yeah. then the and then the yes. Oh. I think it's so cool. So cool, and that also goes back to like the king queen of it all. Like y'all might really rock with your kings and love your kings and like all this stuff, but like we. We house them like we birth them we like yes like we are more than oh my gosh we're just we're just fucking amazing oh wow yeah you don't have to just go sit down when you're pregnant you know you can still work and yes. rock yes. out and and be and power be a- that yeah. there was that that dance was in the one it was yes. like be power yeah. in your body like mm-hmm. you know feel the power in your body like and i was like she and is powerful yeah and yeah. Goes back to your points of her being so authentic like this is stuff that like she was doing right and like yeah she's she was very much like like right after having the twins i'm back for you know homecoming for example mm-hmm. Ugh. also i love when beyonce this is this is sounds so funny i love when beyonce got extra black like, I remember, did we all remember that period where Beyonce was like definitely pop, and then I don't know what happened. She just she got tricked those yeah. white people. Black. Yeah, and it was like <laughs> it was like what was it? I remember the first big thing. It was like lemonade for sure, but like the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, yes. where she was like, it was like everyone's in a Black Panther Black outfit, Panther. Yes. and then they did the X, yes. the Malcolm X, X. I was like, oh, you doing this on the white America sport? This Amazing. is this is the yes. halftime. Of yes. all <laughs> white people, and you coming up here just like Black Panthers? Let's She's like, "What are you gonna do? Tell me right. to go home? Right? Like, yo, <laughs> you're gonna watch this? But yeah, like, that was like, that what? was like right after. That was like after. When, like, when was that? Because we like Beyonce's always been black. Like Beyonce, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Tina Lawson is black. Mm-hmm. Like she, yeah, Beyonce, sure. you know, yeah. she's her. She's her mother's daughter. Like, um, but like. What was it that happened that allowed her to feel so free in her artistic to be black and feel like that was was so important and she had the I'm, freedom to do it? I'm guessing it's when she got to a stage where she felt like she's untouchable. Because she, yeah. she, she, she is. She had to have been, yeah. I, feel like I don't think that's like, I mean, who knows? But I would imagine when you feel like, I don't know, I've been doing this for 20 years now kind of icon status I can drop an album and not promote it and everyone will freak out yes mm-hmm. I think yeah. I'm safe you know yeah. I think yeah. I'm now yeah. okay to say what I want with my art and if you don't like it that's okay I still yeah. have a whole body I yeah. have a whole career that I can coast mm-hmm. off of so it's like I think right. she kind of does feel like yeah I do like I, that I do like I that. could do whatever <laughs> Cause it is a safety to that kind of that kind of fame. Like, um, <laughs> I was telling um, some people on the Strike Me Club, I was like, "Listen, man, I respect honesty, but we ain't we ain't safe black people rich yet." And I think, and by that I mean, is like there yeah. is a level of yes, what you're saying is the right thing. Yes, it is right to speak out against this corporation or this entity or whatever. But I do think we live in a world now where, like, there is a safety that comes with a certain amount of celebrity or a certain amount of um, notoriety. And also, Beyonce, when she did that Super Bowl, the whole black push in Hollywood didn't happen yet. She was, like, one of the forefront. I think now is very cool to be an activist. It is very cool to be... Like, I think one of the things, and I'm going to say this with a grain of salt because some of our friends have done this, and I'm not shading them. I do think it is a thing right now of people accepting who they are. And I have a lot of friends who have been white passing, like using their real names now. And I'm like, good wow. for you. Like, and I'm really excited by it, but something in me like always tilts my head. Cause I'm like, I've known you for years and I had no idea well, this. I, I think that goes back. Sorry. 
to cut you. I just think. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead, no, go ahead. I do this all the time. So we're in therapy. Um, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> was very important. Thank you, Tesla, by the way. <laughs> I catch myself. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I love you. So, wait, I, are, you thanking, are you thanking me yes, for yes, your thank you. therapist? It's a, it's a great recommendation. She's fantastic. Yeah, totally. I, I completely I agree. <laughs> um, I completely agree. <laughs> Uh, t- t- the point of my cutting you off, love, was I think it's I think it's not just yes for safety, but it's worth, right? When you know your worth and what is worth more, mm. you're more confident and comfortable to say certain things, speak out. So on a Beyonce level, yes, I'm gonna pull the whole Black Panther like during the Super Bowl. That's hers, right? Whereas yeah. mine is like I'm gonna I don't know go to HR and complain finally, like after like six months right. of like racial mm-hmm. sexual harassment. And so I think it's like yes, speaking out could hurt your career. But like, will it help your conscious, right? Like, mm-hmm. sure, it could hope like hurt your sense, but like, will it hurt your soul? So there's things that I think are worth more to you, and when you and you know that once you've identified your worth and like your purpose, um, just to get a little, a little that makes yeah, sense. yeah. The deeper. Also, I think on that's the, right. Like responsibility tip. Mm-hmm. I feel like because a Beyonce says something publicly, that does give license to people mm-hmm. who don't feel as powerful. To yes. also say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, if she can do it and be safe, <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. we can also, like, the people, you know, to play devil's advocate on the people changing their name now to their real name, like, they probably had it in a very whitewashed version because it is hard to get hired if you yeah. sound ethnic, if yeah. your name sounds, if it's too hard to pronounce, if it doesn't sound like something that's easy and they're like, mm-hmm. no, no. I don't know. So maybe that could have been like a survival thing. And it's like, well, now exactly. it's safer because yeah, people are talking true. about things and people are more comfortable with brown people. And I have, I feel like I can be more me in these spaces where before I wasn't even allowed in these spaces. So Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. And like imagine that. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Tessa. What were you going to say, Rachel? I was, I was just going to say like, and just imagine having to compromise something like your actual identity, like your whole name to be accepted to get this job. Like imagine someone saying, I'm just going to call you Jay. It's literally yeah. two syllables. You just say draw. It's not that hard. Yeah. Like, and if it is, uh, Jamila Woods has a really great song and it's like, your, your tongue is just lazy. Like you just don't yes. want to say my name, like say my name, mm-hmm. you know? Um, or like Destiny's all. Child said, "What it back." Also, when um, uh, the during Brown Skin Girl and Beyonce singing to Kelly, which was so sweet and so oh my cute. god, I cried. Oh gosh, yes. It was so cute. But then my man was sitting next to me, and he's like, "Well, Michelle better be in this." And I, I said like, the same thing. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, "I, I don't know if she's going to be." And I was like, "I mean," I said, <laughs> "I said the same thing." I was like. Is it just but I do so think hard. Beyonce and Kelly are legit best friends, and they yes, grew up yes. together. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I know. Exactly. It's just so hard. We, we can yes. move on. We can move on. They. I mean, Michelle's okay. Yes. Yeah. I do not know if we need to get into the sense of loyalty in terms of professional relationships right. because oh, this is right. I think that there is a super complicated thing and we, right. when people are being professional and successful and rising up you just go forward and then you have friendships and those are yeah. separate things and yeah. you can make choices and just because you've had professional relationships before does not mean you have, you have to continue and have loyalty to them forever ever that's in your career joke. and just I think that's let right. them yes. drag them along yes yeah. <clears throat> Tessa, I want to say I, I personally appreciate you saying that because not only did that account for what we're talking about right now, 
but that felt like a very personal message uh, about how I handle my business practices in real life. I just want yeah. to say thank oh. you. Uh, yeah. I, I see the correlation. Uh, <laughs> it has been noted. We're going we're gonna to clip this out and play it at night like we do come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think that it is a really complicated thing that, you're right, you're right. like, it is, it's, it is interesting. And Andra, I do think it is something here correct me and and educate me on this but i think there is something that goes back to this idea of responsibility that comes with black culture and being a black artist and having success that there is this tie and ob- sense of obligation and responsibility to feel that to like bring people along with you that can also get really complicated and i think that it's uh i think that is a burden yes of course when we get an opportunity and Every one of us have have I've watched do this where we get an inch of power or at, at all and we bring and we grab oppor- we create an opportunity for others. I know each of you have done it. You've done it for me. Like I know that that that's an empowering, exciting thing. That's that's beautiful to do and, and important. But then it gets really complicated when it becomes a responsibility and obligation. And all of a sudden, you're making choices out of a sense of obligation to pull people along rather than finding the best, most exciting, powerful person to highlight and create an opportunity for. Right. Like Beyonce is still having auditions. You know, Mm -hmm. she's not just bringing in people out of a sense of obligation. She's finding killer violinists and killer mm-hmm. you know amazing dancers mm-hmm. and that little black boy in this in this movie oh who yeah. could the whole movie could have just been on his face because yeah. his his just his eyeballs are so powerful she mm-hmm. found it you know what i mean she's finding excellence and looking at it she's not just bringing out people out of ob- mm-hmm. obligation and loyalty yeah but yeah, that is creating more space mm-hmm. yeah but that's yeah. that's responsibility. Like I would never just hire someone because I'm like, oh, this person's black. Like no, like this person happens to be black, but they're dope. They're right yeah. for this part. Like they like yes, you know. So mm-hmm. completely, completely, completely. And having that platform to create those spaces to your points this year is like, um, yeah, it's even more powerful for you to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is one thing I say. I will admit that I struggle with was like, where is the the line? But I think even I think sometimes it feels like. You know, if you're a black person, and especially a person of color in Hollywood, that does feel like there's an obligation to make sure everyone's good. Like, mm-hmm. I had a big struggle recently when the um, Emmy nominations came out, right? And it's like the first time a lot of black people have been yeah. nominated. It was a, it was crazy. So many people. Uh, yeah, my friend Nicole, Nicole got one. I was like, yeah. oh snap, everyone's eating right now. But then the next day. You woke up and you saw um, a lot of famous uh, brown actors talking about how they had been shut out of the Oscars, and I was like, "This is also true." It's mm-hmm. just I think I had a struggle because a lot of like you know the Vulture articles, the New York Times, like L.A. Times, all kept saying literally the I mean one of the headlines were um, uh, black people rise is something crazy like that like black black performers rise. Um, Latinx um, performers get shut out, and it almost wow. instantly pitted us mm-hmm. against each other. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, yeah, so I, dirty. I understand a hundred percent how it looks of like you know the black performers mm-hmm. finally get there. There were like a lot of black sketch shows. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of like um, Latino based um, comedies last year. But I I remember even reading that article. Like it still was a majority yeah. white people they who still got a part. bunch of nominations, and out. they didn't say it didn't say. Um, as black people rise, you know, 
white performers still have the majority, Latino actors right. are shut out. It right. was just the black and Latino thing. And I'm like, yo, yeah. still, even with this, yeah. it's, it's it constantly feels like society, even Hollywood. Oh, that's her husband right there. Sorry. Um, uh, we're watching Beyonce. Um, still, eight um, time. It just feels like I it's always it. a fight to uplift each other while making sure the division doesn't happen, even if it's other people trying to divide in it. It's like Hollywood's right. super welcoming, but yet yeah. these articles are written by Because it sounds like, well, black people are taking up so much space that it's not making room for Latinx people. But yeah. it's like, or maybe make more room over here because yeah. it's still majority white in these mm-hmm. categories. Yes. Mm-hmm. That could also be taken up by, by other brown people. It doesn't have to be... Completely. Yeah, it's not like we took the spot and there's no more room because there's only this much space for (laughs) the color people. Yeah, yeah. Really, I feel like like what you guys are talking about is this like, is this white lens. And I feel like, I feel like one of the things that's so nourishing about watching this film is that it really, you can, it doesn't feel like a white lens. I don't feel like I'm looking at black bodies through a white lens. I don't feel like I'm being told a story through... I'm no, I don't feel like I'm being told a story from a white white eyes, and I don't feel like I'm being told a story that needs to be explained to white people. Say that, yep. And I think that that is like the 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 problem is so much of the storytelling, so much like I didn't look at any of these reviews, and I'm pretty hesitant to look at any reviews of the, about this because I don't want to hear the white lens interpretation mm-hmm. of Black is King. I'm not mm-hmm. interested in. It. I don't want it in my inform in my mm-hmm. head, like. Yeah, I don't want to be thinking about the white lens in mm-hmm. any form during this experience. Even if it is a review by a white lens and it's like good, it's still dissecting, I feel. Exactly. It's still like a study. It's not like, like we're literally celebrating, discussing, like we're yes. not, it's, it's, yeah. So even if it's good, you're right. I wouldn't, I don't really want to read their, their review either. Yeah. It, it actually makes me think about what we were talking about before with the names also in terms of white, the white lens, like mm-hmm. folks Folks who are walking around in a world where they've adapted their name to make it easier for a white mouth to say, like, I I have so much sympathy and empathy. And I feel like there's a powerful thing happening. And that's why it's so magical that Beyonce just like intuitively created this for this time in this moment where I feel like there is some people are lucky enough to grow up in a space where they are feel celebrated and and. Um, and are surrounded by black beauty and feel celebrated, whether it's in their family world, maybe in their community, maybe in even their, their school, maybe they went to an HBCU, like there's spaces. But there are a lot of black people who don't get that experience where they are regularly experience blackness as something that is lesser. And that is a part of their full like identity formation. That is a very real thing that many, many, many black people experience. So somebody who is navigating the world, who has a name that, you know, that works better for the white mouth and all of that, like they're, they're maybe fully entrenched in an experience of trying to be less black. And like, and I don't judge that person for that experience, but I do feel like we're in this time where more and more people are getting reflected back black beauty, black mm-hmm. power, black, just not even just normalcy rather than the ways that it's been pitched before. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so so then there there I think there are lots of people who are having a very authentic experience of feeling like I actually want to grow my hair out. I actually think I want to go back to my name that is more black. I want to, you know, and and less whitewash. Like I think we're watching it happen in real time for a lot of people in the like on the globe right now. And so that's why it's so insane that and Beyonce helped us there. Beyonce helped us there with lemonade. Beyonce's helped us every part. She's absolutely like guiding us as a people right now in her work and her art. And and now she followed her intuition again and created this step. And we are ready now for this gift that she's giving us to take Mm -hmm. us further along in it and, and let us experience this celebration of blackness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely, I completely feel that she also to to that point, Tessa had a poet. I guess she, I don't know, if, I don't want to butcher her her name, but throughout this film and Lemonade, she recited um, a poet's work, and I and I believe yes. I wrote some stuff down that kind of speaks to what you're saying, like. You know, she said, um, you're welcome to come home to yourself, like to your blackness, like a part of you that you probably didn't realize was um, was so beautiful. It was something that you almost felt not ashamed of, but but were told one side of the story and you didn't get to know the real you. Yes. And, and I just like those lessons kept happening. Like, you know, your history is your future. One day you'll meet yourself back to where you started, but stronger. Like literally I'm writing this on my board. Like I don't have a board. Yes. I'm getting a board. I'm writing all of this. You know, um, you're part of something way bigger, a bigger picture than they framed us to see, which is exactly Ugh. what you were talking about. And I just felt it. She's like, you better wake up. <laughs> These are things I just like text myself. Um, mm-hmm. Life yeah. is a set of choices. Lead or be led astray. Follow your light or lose it. Like it's there. It's like we're, we're, we don't, kings don't die. They multiply. Yes. Um, it's just it- such a real messaging. W- and and then she's also at the same time taking this these this imagery of like the like archetypal understood like mm-hmm. the, like African king and then taking that same image and then putting them into like a modern day mm-hmm. Nigerian gold necklace wearing mm-hmm. man yeah. walking down Yo. the street and being like this the suit, is the, the same thing yeah. you are Rips. kings like yeah. we eat friggin' drip and this is like going back to your point Jira when you were like you felt like there's some sort of divide and that's just like. That was white people messing us up, like separating black Americans from their ancestry. But to see, yes, like all that traditional and like like African art and jewelry, but then modern, we're like, we can rock that too. And like, it's just such a vibe. I think that there's, I could take, uh, I would absolutely sign up for a, a master's degree in understanding everything that was being referenced in yeah. this mm-hmm. film. Because I think that there's a lot. One of the things I'm thinking about is the, all the black men in the purple suits jumping mm-hmm. yeah. because that is, a, I believe that is a Maasai warrior thing where, I don't know if you guys have oh, seen this, yeah. where, yeah, in, where they jump and they do this like standing in a group jumping thing and they were doing it so but in this modern garb mm-hmm. and it's like, you are Maasai warriors. Like yeah. this, you are the same people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just... So powerful. That's a gr- yeah, that's a really great connection. Also, I'm looking at my man, like, they're at the wedding scene. My man is in this, like, cheetah suit with, like, yeah. the tiger headband. And I'm like, yo, man, it's something about... Because <laughs> yeah. I will say this. I will admit this. I, I brought this up on, I guess, um, with John and James. It's like, I had a hard time, personally, being okay with being black. Like, especially when it came to, like, realizing I wanted to do Hollywood stuff. Because 
you know, when you're first starting out, you kind of take some of these agent meetings and people always, at least when I first started, it was like, whose career do you want? Like, who do you want to be like? And um, I guess I will always reference like white actors because they were like closer to my age. Like you had some who would do comedy and, and drama. And I remember one guy openly told me, yeah, but you know, like you might want to be like, you know, Will Smith or Denzel. I'm like, yeah, but these guys are 40. I think at the time, like Denzel was a little bit older. I'm like, I, at this at this point, was like 24, 25. I'm like, nah, Jonah Hill, Shia LaBeouf are closer to my age. They're like, yeah, but you probably want to say next time you have one of these meetings, you want to be like Denzel or Will. And that's, the guy just kept wow, that, kept hitting that. And I remember I had another meeting and- I mean, wow. they do have great careers. I mean, they do. <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is, they do. But I was like, but I was like, at this point, I'm like, you know, the things, the projects that I would ever go out for or try to do, like, would be so far removed from what they do because they've been around mm. for decades at this point. I'm like, the person who does an indie and can do a comedy is Jonah Hill, who had just did Super Bad and like one other random movie at this point. Yeah, I'm like, this is the level that we're talking about. Maybe like the level above me. And I remember, like, you know, even watching it, I remember, like, I was super thankful for um, Michael B. Jordan because I remember before him, before... I'm before... also super thankful for Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> We're all thankful. Just, okay. I'm so I feel like thankful. my thankfulness is different than, than what y'all think. I, I didn't say anything. Thank but you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I'm more of a in your eyes, though. Type of person. Okay, here we go. Here we go. But they didn't exist. Like, for instance, like, for real, for real, like, they, like, Michael B. didn't exist. So until Michael B. really started doing Chronicle in these movies with Ryan Coogler, it was like, there was no young black dude to, like, refer yourself to. It was like, there's no, there was no one doing it because we yeah. didn't have a chance. And it's like, you know, uh, it's it was hard because you watch these movies growing up and it's like, you don't even realize sometimes, like, the hero is usually the white guy. It's, yeah. just, it's how it always is. And then if it is a black woman in the movie, she's probably exotic looking and she's probably the love interest of what the white guy. What does exotic even mean? I, I don't know. If, yeah, it's like skin with like, you know, it's like <laughs> racially, ambiguous. Like, racially ambiguous. Yeah. Racially ambiguous. Yeah. Racially ambiguous. It, it, like, it means different from the norm, yeah. which is black, super like complicated. Me. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, so yeah. it's, it's so nice and welcoming now to see projects like what Beyonce does that just celebrates blackness. Because yes. it is a sell. Because yeah. to me, it is like it isn't. This isn't a movie where it's like a black exploitation or even the exceptional Negro movie. Because like Beyonce isn't the only one in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a celebration mm-hmm. of all. She's black. a through line. Yes. Yeah. Through, yes. Through black. Like, cause you'll watch a Will Smith movie sometimes, and I love Will Smith, but Will Smith will be the only black person in it, and he yeah. will be yeah. the best at whatever yes. he does. He's the yeah, only absolutely. black dude. Mm-hmm. He's the yeah. You could best. you could tell to your point too, Tesla, that Beyonce found the best of the best and was like, I'm just trying to keep up too. Like, I'm going to show you. Yes. I, you yeah. know, like yes. they're on like, level. Yeah. She's on their level. I love moments where she's dancing behind a dancer yes. or like, mm-hmm. or for when songs that she wasn't in them, but she's like, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. 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 like, I'll be in the car. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. You yes. like it too. And we're like, yes, we do. And then yes. we're just like fully Whatever watching another saying. artist. That I, and I haven't heard this, this person, but I'm exactly. like, well, Beyonce said this is good. So we're, right. I will watch. <laughs> You're so right. She let them shine in ways that you're like, you almost forgot that. Yeah, I mean, you didn't forget that Beyonce was clearly there, but it's like, yeah, you did have those moments of Jess being a part of um, who she put on. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> totally. Which is so, ju- also just because she's just like, 
y'all need to know about this. Like she, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. She, yeah. I feel very mouth. much like Beyonce in the way where I'm like a person who eats ice cream and I'm like, this flavor is <laughs> yeah. so good. You have to try it. You got to <laughs> eat this. Yeah. I feel yeah. like Beyonce's doing this with like eat her this. whole artistic experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there's a quote, Rachel, like um, there's another quote that she said that in it, which is to live without reflection may make you wonder e- if you even exist. And it makes mm-hmm. me think about what you were saying, yes. Jarrah. Yeah. And that was the, good. And this whole experience of what she's, she just keeps giving yeah. us a reflection mm-hmm. of ourselves that's so empowering and celebratory. Also, reflection could be reflection, like mirror holding, like you're seeing your own image and also reflection of like analyzing your mm-hmm. being. Yes. Multiple levels of reflection. Yep. Can I be honest? There's something about this that yeah. really excites me, but also... I think I think it's years of the podcast has taught me is like I love that Beyonce did this, but also there's something in me that's like, man, I really want black men to do likewise. Maybe because it's like, you know, we live in a world right now. We keep talking about how, again, especially black men, the lack of supporting black women, even that's what we got our support from. But even as we review a lot of movies on the podcast, a lot of times we review these classic movies and we realize that even though a black guy wrote it and is the lead. For the the black protagonist to like do the thing, right? Something bad has happened to the black woman near him, you know, or or like somehow he is put this woman down to get to the the next goal. And this is projects that have been written by um black men. Where something in watching this, I'm like, man, I just really want because again, this is a black woman to me supporting black men on such a grand scale that I really want. The opposite to happen as well. Like I, I, I feel like there is a, a necessity, especially right now, and a need. And for some reason, watching this, I kept it kept creeping into my head. Like, yo, we really got to do something, brothers, <laughs> because it yeah. is. It's like the forefront, the march is like again, Black Lives Matter. The fact that a lot of people didn't know three black women started the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, yes. And even there's there's this wonderful documentary. Um, oh God, I gotta I gotta remember the name, but it's like it talks about the civil rights movement and that again, the backbone, and a lot of people who were marching during the civil rights movement were black women. And a lot of yes. the, the acts, like I know we all talk about Rosa Parks, but it's like, that was such a grand thing that that was one of the things that made the black ladder movement, the civil rights movement, like really jumpstart into the public view because this black woman was like, nah, nigga, mm-hmm. I ain't about to move. Like that's like, that's such a big step with, and it was so that? intentional and so planned and the mm-hmm. story is so disempowering mm-hmm. that we are told where she's just tired at the yeah. end of the day and <laughs> didn't want to move to the back mm-hmm. rather than the fact that she was an absolute nonviolent activist who was very engaged, very organized, had been a part of the, the and she was a leader that was being chosen to play this role, mm-hmm. which is such a different story than we're told. Like. Even in even in our black female leaders of history, yeah. like yeah. the story is it happens mistold. all the time. Like uh, mm-hmm. like I mean, talk about so that was one big moment. I mean, a lot of the sit-ins, a lot were organized by black women. But to me, the moment, um, for me, the moment that really kickstarted um, the civil rights movement was the horrible murder of Emmett Till. But a mm-hmm. lot of that went down because of his mom being like, "I am mm-hmm. having an open casket." I am going to make sure that it's televised. Mm-hmm. I will make sure that cameras are there. And that wasn't because she was coached to I make mean, coached to do that. She said, no, no, no. People need to see what happened mm-hmm. to my yeah. baby. And because mm-hmm. those images were in every magazine, she every article, it. it's like that did so much. And that was a black woman 
who decided to make that choice, mm-hmm. you know? And we don't talk yeah. about that a lot. We talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> everything else, but not those actions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really interesting because I have this idea, like when I picture this, I, I'm, I'm asking myself as you say this, Jara, like, so what does it look like if this story is being told as black as queen and, and black men are doing it? And the thing is, like, I get a little tight about it because, like, in my belly, because I, th- I feel right now, like, so much of the admiration of black women is still around either their martyrdom or their sexuality. Mm-hmm. And, I, like, I, one of the things I really appreciated in this film is that I don't feel like black men were sexualized mm-hmm. and I don't feel like black women were sexualized, mm-hmm. even though their beauty, the celebration, there was a sexuality was allowed to be a part of yes. the power and the, and the celebration, but it was an objectification. Mm-hmm. And we also had, you know, in the song, brown skin girl, like mm-hmm. we had lots of... Um, different uh gender expressions of uh, uh, like of women being shown you know there was a lot of like we didn't just have like lots of like bikini wearing which yeah. is you know like black bodies and looking at the brown skin like we saw like women with a lot of different ways that they were expressing mm-hmm. their gender dancing and celebrating that and, mm-hmm. and i would i would really want if if a black man was to tell a story of celebrating and honoring women, I would really want that to be a celebration that wasn't sexualized mm-hmm. or celebrating their martyrdom of how good of a mommy sacrificial person they were mm-hmm. to others. And I, I, I really haven't seen that. It would be a really mind blowing experience for me. I feel hesitant of a, of right now because of my own like bias. I feel hesitant and scared for a black man to tell this to tell the story of celebrating a, a black woman right now because I don't trust that they yeah, will not tell the yeah. story. Uh, yeah, no, Maybe the way to do it is like um, to tell a story mm-hmm. that happens to have black women at the helm. Like while we were, while we were talking about this, Crooklyn came to mind. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it for years, but I, you know, I do love that it's centered around a young black girl in New York. Mm-hmm. And as far as I can remember, it you know it very much showed her family. They showed her hair, her hair getting straight. It was a very black experience. But I, and I think that was it. I think it was just like here's a kid girl growing up in New York. It wasn't like and and then she got pregnant and you know had to raise a baby by herself because her man ain't shit. Like I just, I don't. I think it was just like here's a story. Yeah. And I think maybe that is the key for. Wow, yeah. That's a man a telling a, mm. a, yeah. a, uplifting a woman's story yeah. is like, I, to tell a story. And need to be, sorry. Have black women at the helm. Yeah. Yeah. Dana, so, that man, that makes you so sad that it's like. Well, that it's not we their done, fault. But, but, it, but it's, 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 or our fault. I think it's just it's, like. It, it's, not it's also conditioning. Y'all just haven't been trained exactly. well. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. A lot, and, and, you know, societally, we have not been trained well to view women in a way that doesn't make her the caretaker, the mammy, mm-hmm. the the harlot. And so we have to do a lot of unlearning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and some people have to catch up. And and that's unfortunate. And maybe we'll get to a place where that's not the case. But right now it is kind of like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I don't trust a lot of men mm-hmm. to know how to deal with these kinds of 
characters or mm-hmm. archetypes and and do it in a way that feels respectful, you know? Yeah. yeah. Not that that's not impossible, but Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not not like, impossible. And that we're not rooting for you and that we don't want to trust. Like we I want to feel confident and trust that a black man can, you know, tell a black woman's story. Uh, especially for black men who need to see that story, like tell it for y'all to like respect us properly. That would be great, but we're just not there yet. And I was going to say, you guys need to be like educated properly, but to your point, they need to be uneducated in what they've learned. Like they have to unlearn that stuff. And you can tell like Beyonce's clearly done research and all in this particular piece. Like she's, it's more cultural and tradition and like ancestry than just like a black boy. Yeah. Um, which I'm more drawn to. And yeah, those dance moves that could be considered sexualized here in America. Like it's not like this, this woman's like twerking quote unquote on a wall, like on her hands and knees, whining her ass. But like, it's, it doesn't look sexy. It just looks like it's about power. This is, yeah. It's, a, yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. it's different. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's spiritual. Yeah. Oh man. This, 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 this Beyonce. Uh, it's like, cause I'm even watching it again. Like I didn't even notice now that they're like dancers of all ages. Like even in this video, there's dancers like clearly, um, some older dancers, which is great. Like woman with a beautiful short gray hair. I'm like, oh snap! Yeah. I didn't even notice until looking at it this time, mm-hmm. and now I'm noticing the the pregnant How dancers. I'm like, when I'm pregnant, I, d- I, I know. Really get this. Like literally right yes. now, I'm like, oh this this is the scene <laughs> you ladies were talking about with the pregnant so dancers because they're mm-hmm. everywhere. And it's not even just being a mom. Like, to your point, it's not just like, oh, she's a great mom. It's just she's a powerful force who happens to be carrying a king or queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Creating. Yeah. Man, this yeah. is beautiful. You know, th- there is that, that, there's that time where we always like to talk to Hollywood or whatever, you know. But I think in this one, um, I don't think I don't think I I don't think I should say anything. I think I think I don't I really don't I really don't think so. As Tessa said, I'm a guest, so I think at this point <laughs> I think I would like to open up the floor of, of, of ladies. If there's anything you want to say to Hollywood or any grievances you could say to black men or anybody else, like this 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 is the section that um, is is open for the taking. Um, if anybody would like to say anything, that's a lot of pressure to put on at the end. I just like call it a, a powerful rant is what I like to say, but you don't feel the need. It's whatever. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we. I feel like the piece that we're talking about is so celebratory. I kind of don't want to taint the energy with yeah. talking about the negative things that yeah. aren't happening. What is happening is that we are moving forward with beautiful representation of black people unequivocally black pieces of art that are on mainstream platforms for people to consume and hopefully it'll educate them and open them up to new new types of art that they can consume and also just like maybe learn some history about themselves or other people if that is not your culture and i think that's beautiful and i i'm i'm glad it's happening and i can't wait for more to happen yeah i feel like this is not this is not this this piece doesn't belong to Hollywood. This happens to be in a medium that also Hollywood also uses. But this piece is so much above that. Like we are lucky enough as humans to have in in our t- lives uh, artists who help the consciousness elevation of a society of a, in a certain time. That's happened along the way in many times. Like. Um, 
where where artists are reflecting and playing with the in-between of consciousness of where mm-hmm. society is and where society is going. And the artist speaks to that journey that they're going on, they're exploring inside of themselves, and then also where they think society needs to hear and, and, and feel. And we are so lucky to have mm-hmm. Beyonce and the power of the army that Beyonce can collect to help us as people play with the consciousness shifting that she's inviting us to do. And that's the role of artist. And and we're lucky enough to be here watching her give this to us. Yeah. Yeah. I would say um, that to Sharon, Tessa said everything that I felt and agree with. And the only thing I'd want to leave with is that I'm so grateful for pieces like this, especially in a time like this, where, you know, this came at a time where I've decided to take a break from social media. And this is the best way to like cleanse my spirit and move forward in like the community and in my culture and in my way of life and in looking at myself. So the more gifts that we can be presented, the more platforms that can allow these gifts and these voices, both new and emerging and established are just so grateful. I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. All right. Well, this is that wonderful time where, I mean, I feel like I know where this, this is going to get, but this is the time we rate um, the movie we just watched. It's not about whether we like it. It's about whether or not it helps the cause of getting more leading black actors in Hollywood. All right, ladies on the count of three, we're either going to give it a black fist, which means it 100% helps the cause, a white palm, which means meh, it was okay, or nothing, meaning it is garbage. All right? On the count of three. One, two, three. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot of fists. black fists. I feel like uh, <laughs> it has all of the fists. If I can make my toes into a fist, that'd be good uh, here too. Yeah. <laughs> it has all the fists, all the fists. I mean, listen, I, do, do, does anybody want to say anything else? I feel like... You all had such beautiful summaries just a second ago that I'm like, is there any other final thoughts about why this movie got a fist? Well, also, um, uh, I like what Tessa was saying about like, this doesn't feel like it's it belongs to Hollywood mm-hmm. because, yeah, like Disney's lucky that she let this be there. You know, like, mm-hmm. she, I feel like she would just make it anyway. And it's like, who yes. who wants it? You know, like top bitter. I mean, I think Disney had to get it because it was like part of the Lion King stuff. But like, you know, HBO is lucky to get Lemonade. Netflix is lucky to get mm-hmm. Beachella. Like, she will just make this stuff and we're going to get it. And she's like, my audience yeah. will get this somehow. It just depends. You know, I don't care how it gets there. They're getting this. And, 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 I, and I love that she's at a place where she can make choices like that and be like, you know, I'm the work will happen. Yep. And thank God it will. <laughs> you know, thank God it's happening. Yep. I totally agree. And I also want to like, it also makes me think uh, uh, Beyonce is exceptional and a gift to us in our society and does to will and forever belong on the pedestal that she belongs. But also, like, we actually have a lot of people who are taking that, like, taking the helm like that. Like, I feel like Michaela mm-hmm. Cole. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, love her. Similarly, it was like I. This needs to be created. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I. It, the, and it. I. I need ownership over it, and this needs to be created. And so, and it is. It is worthy and valuable. So, who is going to be the platform mm-hmm. for this to go mm-hmm. through? But it has not. But it's not about the platform. Yeah. Yeah. It's about this art needing yeah, to be yeah. reached, like reaching absolutely. People. So yeah. 
I mean, it's which, funny. Which is, I forgot that this she did Lemonade with HBO, mm-hmm. Homecoming with Netflix, and now this with Disney. Yo, yeah. she hit like every major platform. She's like, oh, I'm about That's to make right. sure it gets bigger yeah. and bigger yeah. and bigger. And then it's like. But still for my people. So yeah. which one of you yes. guys are going to fight this? Because it's for them. Yeah. So yeah. Who, wants to, who wants to pay me for it? Yeah. Ah, my yeah. goodness. And I love it. I, I thought, I'm honestly. Even just realizing she has hit all the big platforms for this stuff is just something that's also monumental because she's been able to jump around. And yeah, sure, you're right. Like, she would have did this without anybody. And she, honestly, I think even when it came to Lemonade and Homecoming, it's like, oh, you probably did this Mm -hmm. and then sold it to them just to make sure they had no ownership over what your creative is, Mm -hmm. which is, again, it's so powerful to see someone get because I think a lot of times you're trying to pitch something Especially now, it's like, oh, what is the black angle? What is this? Mm-hmm. Do we talk about race in this way? What is your what is your perspective on race? And like this, almost everything she does is about race, but it's also so much mm-hmm. more than that. It's it's way more like, I mean, even yeah, even looking at this is like, yeah, they're all black, they're all kings and queens, but it's about power. And you can mm-hmm. to me, a person who is non-black can look at this, mm-hmm. see that it is about blackness, but also can find a way for themselves to relate mm-hmm. to like owning who they are, like finding encouragement and it's like that is something that i think is very great and grand and like the idea of black wealth um and riches both inside and like monetary as well like that and that goes back to like you know when i was in high school graduating everyone's talking about the big euro trip after i hope that this piece and these movements and all that's been happening in the world can encourage young people once covid restrictions have been you know we've gotten ourselves together eventually and we can travel again to go to the motherland, yeah. to explore countries on that continent, to put your dollars there, to fuck with people there. Like they, like it is just a different vibe, a different experience, a different sort of trip that you're going to feel so good about. And you might spend the same amount of money or less, whatever, but it's going to go in a place where you feel great about it. Um, yeah. And this reminded me, like Let's I need to, to travel. Africa. Like I want to go, I want to go back to Kenya. I want to go to Nigeria. I want to go back to Ghana. Yeah. Like I want to explore. Girls trip. Yes. Draw you can. Yes. Same. So, <laughs> I, I really want to do that too. We're going to do that for one of my birthdays. That's yes. a plan. Um, where I'm going to have a big safari, the East Africa yes. trip for my birthday, and have everybody come. Great. Um, but um, I I also think like it, that's yes. Everybody needs to go back. I I really. If if I hadn't had the experience, I would kind of judge somebody who says this. But as a, somebody who's went back to Ethiopia and Kenya and felt it, mm-hmm. there is absolutely something nourishing mm-hmm. and educational, like in a cellular way, and gives you information about your existence that is so valuable. Mm-hmm. And I just really, I really am somebody who believes that it's really powerful and important. But also the experience of looking at the whole world and seeing the diaspora and and exploring it. Like John and I had this ex- amazing experience of when we were in Paris, we went and had we're, we had this amazing guide who helped us like see how the African diaspora was in Paris and how they were influenced and all of that and understanding that. And it totally changed our experience of being in Paris and being able to get out of the colonizer mindset and the colonizer lens and see it there. And I feel like there's a way to do that in the whole world and just like really see the diaspora and really see the connections. And in return, see us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Maybe the American government should pay for all of our... Our trips. Yes, Yo. they should. We Yo. and that's really disrespectful to my Jewish community, but like we do we should have a birthright. We of should. Some sort. It doesn't have to be called Absolutely. that. If you don't want it to be called that, but yeah. like why Absolutely. not? Yeah. I mean I I would love that. I, I don't 
I would, yeah. I mean, to me, that'd be so. That's cool. my takeaway. That's what I want Hollywood to yeah. do. Send, yeah, fund our birthright. Yeah, <laughs> pay for our trips. Honestly, I'm there for it. Yeah, I mean, it would be so nice to go back. It'll also be nice if you're out. Oh, Rachel gets masked as I say it, but if you're an American Negro and you don't know necessarily where, like, I know, you know, for instance, my grandmother, she didn't have a birth certificate. Her mother didn't have a birth certificate. Um, and my mother's birth certificate doesn't even have her like like actual government name or the name we call her on it just because they mm-hmm. are older and they grew up in the south um it would be nice to like just know where you're from and you could feel that pride like you could really feel that pride and like oh this is where i'm at this is this is where yeah. my family's from and you this can is where... you can ask the average and not to be disrespectful to anyone but like you know an average white person where they're from who are they and you know for the most part they're like white from chicago but they can literally trace back that they're mm-hmm. Greek, yeah. Russian, Jew, like all these things. And that's so, that's so cool. We can, we can say what, like, um, you know, okay, fine. I can say Kingston, Jamaica, right? You can probably say South Carolina. It's not South yeah, Carolina. I say, I say, yeah, I can say South just, Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, it's just, it's, yeah. it's a different, it does something different to you. Even to your point, cellular to yeah. not, you know, I don't know. No. It's interesting. I, I totally hear this and I'm just having this little insight, which is, I just want to say for those who are listening that just to remember, like, we, everyone who's speaking here is American born and there may be something that we're missing or skipping over about the experience of being um, an African immigrant in America or the experience of that, that we're the importance of different differentiating between an American born black person versus an African that I don't want to belittle the important differences. So if there's anybody who's listening, who feels like we're, we're missing an important element of sp- to speak to around the the differences. Like I really would love to hear anybody like inform me if I'm missing or skipping over something. Cause yes, we are, we are diaspora. We are connected to Africa and yet there's also a really important difference. And I, I feel like so many, so often people just say Africa and they don't say like, mm-hmm. Senegal, Mm -hmm. uh, Congo, Ethiopia, like these are different countries Mm -hmm, and we mm -hmm. all clump it in and everybody's like, I want to go to Africa. And there is something about going to that continent, but also it's separate and different and and not one thing. So I just want to say like, I know we're coming from our own lens. And if there's anybody who wants to help us gain more insight or you realize that we've skipped over something or been insensitive, like we, we should absolutely... I'm really open to hearing yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, late, oh, sorry. Let me ask Tessa for permission. Uh, Tessa, <laughs> Fear the Theater, um, thank, thank you for letting me guest on this podcast. Um, maybe since, you know, you leading, like you all would like to say where people can follow you, if there's any things you would like to promote. Um, uh, what a good guest you are. I'm not giving you the opportunity. I just, I just want to make sure you that, you know, the head No, of you're the creating podcast, an opportunity. You know, I'm just trying to help with opportunities, you know. I just want to make sure you know that that happens. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm the best place to reach me is on Instagram, which is uh, Tassandra T E S S A N D R A. But I'm really enjoying doing a social media cleanse right now, so I'll co- I'll come on for this podcast to get to interact a little bit. And I'm also a well IT Claire for Twitter, um, so I'll come on and draw and John and James will we'll post our Instagram information. So I'll, I'll yeah. come on for this, but I'm really in an Instagram, a social media cleanse right now. So no offense if I'm not talking. 
Um, yeah, my, all my social stuff is at the sheer truth. And uh, I have a podcast called Best Friends that you can listen to, where I talk with my best friend, Nicole Byer. And uh, I'm going to be on a Hulu show that's coming out in September called Woke that I'm very excited about. And uh, I think, and it's very, I feel like it's very timely and it's talking about uh, the police and PTSD and, uh, you know, people's different perception of race and the audience you're talking to and I think it. I think it'll be very cool. Uh, I'm also in a movie called Spree that's going to come out in August, and that'll be great. And a movie I shot a few years ago called, called The Weekend, which is very black and beautiful, is now out. So Thank good! You. you saw that. Thanks. Love it. It's uh, out on Hulu and Amazon Prime, so you can watch it there. Also, that woke trailer is fire. Thanks, yo. The, 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 the freaking talking garage door? Yo, that's just... I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Great. Uh, yep, just uh, also want a social media cleanse. Um, if you want to see some woke stuff, maybe some angry stuff um, about what's currently happening when I get back on, but maybe it'll be different. Probably not. You can follow me at, at Rachel A. Edwards, and that's Rachel spelled with an extra A because my mother is extra. R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Cool. Yeah, and uh, well, I guess I thought I was doing something special, but I, I'm starting a cleanse, if you will, of social media, only because I can't keep looking at Instagram. It's it's wild, and then Twitter. Yeah, it's that hard thing of like how much of the news do you want to know versus mm-hmm. like how much do you need to know at all times. So I think I'm gonna just choose to like cut on CNN every now and then, but I'm about to take a break after this week. So follow. Can follow you bring my husband along? I, first off, we t- we talked about it today. The thing about the thing about the thing about John is John is so obsessed with the news that I'm not I'm I'm not sure if John taking a break from the news would be helpful or hurtful because I think like he Dry. won't know but then he's going to want to know and then there's going to be an obsession about warning I don't know what's happening I don't know you know so it's like I'm not sure Draw you we all know that stepping away from social media and the constant information and the and crisis causing alarmist that's happening it's good to step away from it we know that take him we know that take him on the cleanse (laughs) we know you know what it is i think please do this take care of your black (laughs) men (laughs) your kings so so for for the for the world to know for the world to know you know tessa may be married to john but i'm the one who's actually married to him and now you know i'm a side chick (laughs) the things happen with uh james cat to be like can you talk to uh james i'm like listen it is hard you know for all of us but we gotta take that cleanse so you know follow follow the podcast i think the podcast has been doing better um at black man um podcast and you can find us everywhere but podcasts are um yeah man y'all just stay positive you know try to live live a good life take breaks (laughs) <laughs> Be happy. Peace. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for having us. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Ew.